Okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. It was not uh, the best, but it might have been the worst. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. Sweeney Todd, the Demon Barber of Fleet Street. Jason, this is your month. It's podcast number two. Uh, explain to me your choice. So I uh, watched this with my brother a lot growing up. Um, we were both edgelords um, at, you know, slightly different points of time. Um, but Explain to me edgelords. Like, we, you know, the all the Johnny Depp and the dark gothic look and everything's bloody. Oh, okay, and, sure. You know, it's like we wouldn't watch a musical, but we would watch, you know, Sweeney Todd, which is a musical um but because it was dark and broody and had murder in it you know we were edgelords because that's cool because people die um and that was the criteria gotcha so this came out in 2007 um so that that kind of puts it in the sweet spot of where uh, me and him were were we were edgelords that's that's what we were about yeah um but yeah just watched a lot growing up we liked the songs and stuff we were big johnny depp fanboys in general so i'm um, getting to see him do that uh, it was just really cool and fun to see. So, Tied up is fun. It was on repeat a lot. Well, cool. Know a little bit about that then. Yeah. Uh, quick plot through bullets. Uh, Sweeney Todd's fresh out of jail slash escape from jail slash off the Pirates of the Caribbean ship uh, with evil intentions. Meets Mrs. Lovett, tells him her meat pies suck and you can have the place upstairs. Here are your razors. And by the way, I'm down to fuck. Uh, Sailor Anthony that helps Sweeney uh, sees Sweeney's daughter Joanna in the window. The judge threatens him and he leaves singing. Uh, perfectly normal public shaving contest. Pirelli not happy with the results comes to Todd and Todd kills him. Judge orders a child dead and then goes for a shave so he can marry Joanna. Todd gets a chance to kill but uh, Anthony barges in and ruins it. Him and Joanna have a plan to run away together. Love it and Todd think up their human meat pie business plan. Business booms. Joanna and Anthony's plan is foiled. Love it reminds Todd constantly she is still very down to fuck. Uh, Todd and Anthony have a plan to get Joanna out. Toby is suspicious, so Love it locks him in the bakery. Uh, Anthony rescues Joanna and gives the psych ward guy to the other patients. Toby puts it all together and Beetle gets his. Love it and Todd can't find Toby. Anthony tells Joanna to hide in Todd's shop. Homeless lady comes a snooping. Joanna hides. Homeless lady gets it. As uh, Turpin arrives, uh, he gets got. Joanna almost gets got. Todd goes to investigate Lovett's scream. Todd puts it all together, throws Lovett in the oven, mourns his wife. Toby gets Todd. The end. Excuse me. Uh, my quick likes and dislikes here. I just put them into one paragraph. Uh, not a lot to say. It's all kind of boiled into one. Is just why I'm sure. You know. uh, but the end was better than 90% of it to me. Not a big, like, musical singing guy for movies. So, there's a bit of annoyance a good bit of the way through for me. But, um, you uh, take this story and take it apart from the singing, and I think I'm a big fan. You know, the story was good. I love some dark plot-type stuff, you know. Evil Barber, that works. Uh, but, yeah, singing's a real bummer. But I think th I thought the end was awesome. Yeah. So.
No, heard that. So yeah, I mean, uh, obviously what I really liked about it is going to be the singing aspect of it. I definitely don't mind like this type of, you know, format where it's kind of the theatrical musical mm-hmm. kind of thing there. Um, so the the overall tone with it kind of being like this really, you know, dark London gothic kind of, you know, tone throughout all of it. We have our revenge plot. We have love. We have a lot of like intricate overlapping character stories that are going throughout this. Um, and I feel like all of that just really lands well. Um, and I know... Um, like in comparison to like the actual like musical, like the theatrical or the um, uh, like the play, you know, um, that one is uh, like has a lot more detail and kind of fleshes out. I think like Anthony and Joanna's story quite a bit more because I know most of like Joanna's lines and songs are cut for the movie. Hmm. Um, so there is a little bit more, I think, of that complete narrative that gets told. But a lot of that is still going to be through the songs. Um, but obviously, you know, for, for screen time and for shooting, you're going to cut that down a bit. Sure. Um, but I really did enjoy the story. I really loved the songs. I love Johnny Depp. Um, I always forget um, uh, Tim Burton's wife's name. Uh, whatever, Carter. Hannah something Carter. Oh, is that the one who plays? Love it, yeah. Okay. Um, but he likes to kill her off whenever she's in his movies. <laughs> so um, I always think that's nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just I just thought all of it was just a really like well orchestrated thing. There's some bits in the middle that kind of I think lean on the the realm of tedium for me. Um, but I, I think all the characters are extremely interesting. All the songs you know go really well together, um, and that the, the overall narrative that goes throughout this is pretty incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, as far as things I don't like, this is buried enough in my nostalgia that I just have the glasses on all day, so I, I can't really point out anything I don't care for it at this point. Sure. I uh, I love being able to watch through this and go through this, you know, any day of the week. So we all have those movies that uh, can do no wrong. Right. So. Uh, as far as bad trailer, uh, I just have a commercial for Ye Oldie Bakery and Barbershop. Yep. Um, yeah, so I said, obviously, it has to be about the the pie shop, um, and it's kind of like a, a rags to riches or like a bringing the business up kind of thing, you know? So it's like it starts off, it's shitty, Todd comes in, uh, you know, uh, uh, Toby comes in, you know, they get a little bit uh, busier, uh, you know, business starts booming, and then it's uh, you know much more successful. And then the uh, the fantasy sequence that Love It has is like their end perfect life kind of thing with them yeah. going on vacation after the business succeeds without them. You know. Yep. Uh, bad summaries. I had uh, three of them. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean takes an unexpected <laughs> turn. Uh, Borat takes an unexpected turn. Sacha Baron Cohen. Yeah. Uh, and I said, husband kills wife over love for cannibalism. Yep. So those are pretty good. I had uh, support for local businesses grow due to collaborative efforts between shops, barbershop, and the you know yeah. meat pie thing and everything there. And then also local dry cleaner profits double after new barbershop opens up because Todd was getting nothing but blood all over his shirts and somebody had to clean that out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bad casting. I said uh, Travolta as Sweeney Todd. Ooh, that would be <laughs> something. And Reese Witherspoon as Mrs. Lovett. Because that just, I don't, I don't think it works. I think she's too like bubbly, you know. Yeah. So. No, it's good. I, I kind of struggle with asking for this one because of the nostalgia glasses. Uh, I kind of get stuck on these, so I just have to make him kind of weird. So, uh, uh, mini me is Toby. Sure. <laughs> you know, just just as something kind of funny and odd and a little bit more of a, a gimmick to make a comedy rather than uh, you know kind of a serious thing. There makes a little more sense that he's drinking gin. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, what would be interesting is a Nicolas Cage as Sweeney Todd, um, but like the trying way too hard that it's like really cringy rather yeah. than like just being a normal dark brooding person. Yeah. 
if we go into notes, um, so I mean, we can go. Do you want to go discussion or you want to do the blow through? Let's. We can do the discussion. I mean, it's a musical, okay. so a lot of it is just the musical pieces and and whatnot. Sure. Uh, my first note was just, of course, there's a boat, like Johnny Depp, Pirates. Like, oh, yeah. this is right in that era, you know, so yeah. it just makes sense. Um, and I love Mrs. Lovett in the beginnings, just singing about, these are the worst pies in London. She's like, my pies suck, you know, but... um, There's got, cat in this one. <laughs> I got to keep making them, because, yeah. you know, that I got to keep up the expectation that these are the worst pies in London. I mean, what do I do? Somebody walks in, they're like, this pie's good. I'm like, oh, fuck, right? These are no <laughs> longer the worst pies in London. They're like the second worst, and that's not really a tagline. Right. Got to keep that marketing straight. So... <laughs> kind of a fucked up business model there but yeah for sure yeah no i, I kind of like the uh the complete honesty be like yeah these are shit but what else am i gonna do yeah. you know I, I i think that was just kind of the expectations like well i got the room i've got all the stuff what else am i gonna do all day <laughs> right. so, i respect it you know uh let's let's talk about the songs in general which you'll hate okay. is there one song out of this that you're like this is at least the best song or the song you enjoyed the most throughout this uh, if I had to say, I would have liked to see the one song turn into like an actual full length song where it's just kind of Sweeney Todd's like thing. He mutters to himself with the whole, like the, I can't remember how it goes. The life's a, the town's a pit of shit. Oh yeah. There's yeah. the other people in it. Or yeah. Whatever, however it goes. There's a hole in the world. The great black pit. You yes, know, that one. You yeah. Uh, that's probably, um, Yeah, that's probably about it. Okay. I love the awkwardness of uh, Beetle being like... <laughs> like, hey, you look like shit, my Hey, you guy. look like shit, but he had to, like, sing, like, uh, do you think I could say something, my lord? If uh, you do not, my lord. You're like, yeah, it's just... It's like, just get out with it, my guy. But also, yeah, just the being yeah. able to talk shit to your boss. Be like, you got some powder on your shirt there. You got some stubble going on. He's like looking at himself in the mirror. He's like, stubble, you shit. How else do I say this? You're old and you shouldn't be marrying the child. Okay, listen, it was a different time. <laughs> he didn't have anything else going on. So he was like, she I... was reluctant. Like, you know shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially in the movie, she's 16. I think in like the actual like play um, that she's an adult at least but mm. in this she was one year old when uh todd got sent away um and then 15 years had passed so she'd be 16 in the gotcha. movie right. but yeah as far as my favorite um so uh pretty women's the one that uh todd and uh the the judge sing together yeah um something about like the like two people singing different parts of a song and then it eventually meets up together. A lot of that in this movie. Um, I, I really enjoy that. I don't know if it's just some, you know, chorus effect that happens with the two people singing together that, you know, hits the, the, the brain boner in my head, but well, I mean, it's yeah. It, musically it is pleasing. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm not saying, let, let me be clear here. I'm not saying I don't like music. <laughs> yes. But this isn't <laughs> your genre music... of, of, of movie consumption. And that's I, understandable. I think of uh, music in movies like um, like you hear actresses talk about nudity. You know, it's like, ah, if it moves the story along. <laughs> as long, yeah, as long as it moves the story along. It's like, but no, I, I don't like uh, just the constant, like, singing breaks, you know? Sure. Like, when they look for Toby near the end, mm -hmm. and then... Uh, 
she uh mrs lovett is all of a sudden like she just sings like toby where are you dear mm-hmm. and there's like no song involved she just for some reason sings that part it was bizarre to me yeah but, well and she also goes back to the song that toby was singing there too where it's the yes. nothing's gonna harm you yeah but yeah with a darker tone yeah a little, little spooky there um but that that one that song is actually my favorite where it's toby mostly singing it um uh when he was talking to miss lovett and kind of expressing his concerns about todd or whatever um yeah. that kid just had a really nice voice and i kind of really liked that song but there's a line in there that uh it's uh you know demons will charm you with a smile for a while yeah. and that's just a line that's like lived rent free in my head for a decade mm-hmm. just comes up randomly and i get stuck on it but sure i don't know why yeah uh, but yeah, I'd say that, that song and Pretty Women, those two for sure are, are, are my favorites out of this. Um, but the the first one we get out the gate, uh, No Place Like London. Yeah, that's fun. Um, that, uh, yeah, that's dynamite. Yeah. Uh, I like that the kid, that Anthony gets his life threatened by the judge. So he goes outside his house and sings loudly about how he's going to steal the very person he was told not to look at for fear of his life. Yep. Uh, that's the rules. Of, uh, if we go, if we have movie rules, we probably have musical rules, right? <laughs> so if you sing and you don't want people to hear you, ju- they just can't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's not a very uh, well thought out plan. To be like, just uh, you. Uh, what was the line he said to him? He was like, "You gandered at her yeah. <laughs> when he dropped that." I was like, "This is so uncomfortable." As he's like tracing the spines of all of his porn books that he's got in his office, I was like, "This is so odd." Uh, he's like he's like the the you know talking about all the the you know the whores the whores uh from across the world and how he has drawings you know what bad casting for this one connery (laughs) as turpin yeah uh poor look at my whore books (laughs) yes it's really just yeah it's really just uh bon sean uh that would uh that would be really good now i really loved alan rickman in this Uh, of course you know he wouldn't have had to negotiate he wouldn't have had to he wouldn't Connery wouldn't have felt inadequate for for the young person he was marrying. He'd have just been like, like we're getting married now. Yeah. Oh. Oh. <laughs> for sure. Um, how uh, do you kind of feel about the 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 plot in general? I really enjoy these like uh, revenge for not kind of things, especially when you have like all these intertwining stories. You know, the whole focus was to you know kill Turpin, get your wife, get your kid, move forward kind of thing and obviously you know todd comes back everything's in ruin but he can still get to turpin and he can still get joanna mm-hmm. um how, how do you feel i guess about that overall plot structure where it's like you do all these things and then by the end of it like it's for not like he's our main character but he still dies mm-hmm. you know we don't really get any of that reconciliation um yeah so it's interesting it's almost like the story's teaching you a lesson about revenge right because you go out and you have all these intentions and then you know things start going your way and i guess um i guess really he get because of their success right with with love it you know they kind of you know get distracted from the main point whereas yeah. he's never really distracted like you know she has her little fantasy mm-hmm. uh scene and you know, he's just kind of sitting there, like in whatever outfit, just kind of like, I don't care what you're saying. He's right very now to me. dejected because that's not where he wants to be. That's not the future. And she's you know, he like, visions down to fuck. And he's just like, I could literally like care less. Uh, and so whereas he thinks he's using her this whole movie, uh, it turns out in the end, you know, she's using 
him more or less. Yeah. And so he throws her in the oven and then, you know, he find and in all this he's distracted and he doesn't scope out his surroundings. All of a sudden he killed his wife. Yeah. Right? And so then he's sitting there and then he almost kills his daughter. Yeah. You know, and he doesn't he even recognize her, which I think is sad because you know, she has to look so much like her. Right. Um, so it's it's kind of dis- – but, you know, he he made mention specifically to Miss Lovett earlier about, like, do you even remember what she looks like? Like, tell me about her. And, you know, 15 years is a long time yeah. to be away from someone. So um, I, I, I can kind of let it slide because of that. But you, you'd think almost that moment of clarity would have come looking at her. But maybe it's because she didn't have the blonde hair falling down that – Well, I mean, Anthony's like, hey, no one will recognize you. Yeah. And he's got the hat and everything. He was right. Um. So it's almost like the movie's telling you, like, hey, you know, revenge. You know, maybe... Oh my God, fucking dog. Um, revenge, maybe, is not what you should pursue, right? Yeah. Um, Everyone loses in, think, in revenge plots like that. You typically, know? yeah. I think it's... Um, yeah, I think the plot's very good. Yeah. Which I think was part of that question. Yeah. As well. But, yeah, just how how do you yeah. think those kind of like revenge for not, you know, it's like you have all this elaborate steps, um, all these things that you do throughout the story, um, but then, you know, your revenge doesn't really have a meaningful impact by the end of it because you don't get that reconciliation as the main character enacting the revenge right. kind of thing. Um, and I, I will say, I want to bring up just one point before I forget about yeah. it. Um, in the ending sequence, I think you had mentioned where it seemed like Todd like wasn't really checking his surroundings when... Um, uh, like Todd was coming up behind him to, to or uh, uh, Toby was coming up behind him oh, uh, to kill him. Um, well, that I felt so was, I have a different idea on that, but yeah, well, okay. no, that's, so that's what I wanted to talk about okay. where it seemed like intentional, where like he raised his neck up a little bit, yes. like he was aware of and like yes. accepting of, of the death there. Yes. To be clear, when I said he wasn't checking his surroundings, it was your wife was standing right in front of you from 15 years ago. Oh, I, I, I see what you're Don't saying. Don't look yeah, yeah. into that anymore. You almost killed your daughter. You're not really paying attention to the things that are going on around you. You're so yeah. There's that cloud this, of like, revenge. This, that, this bloodlust. Yeah, this guy's got, clouded right? everything. And so yeah, that's what I was I getting at. Uh, yes, when he, when Toby killed him, like he definitely heard there's him behind him, and he's that like, deliberate. I my wife. What's the point? Yeah. Anthony hasn't showed up yet with my daughter, but she did. But like, I see. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't I think guess, he valued it at that point. Though. Right. You know I what guess I mean? To me, it was like, how did he not put the thing together in his mind, where it's like Anthony's coming with my daughter? Is there no chance that my daughter hid in the case that when the you know weird looking lady came in, who turns out to be my wife, and now I'm sad that I killed her? Yeah. I feel like those pieces could have been put together, yeah. maybe. And, and and maybe in the actual like play, that's a little bit cleaner brought together because we never even really see like the confirmation or uh, reconciliation that comes after the fact. Sure. So like once uh, uh, you know Todd is dead, we don't really see what comes out after that. You know the story is over with Todd; he's our main character. But like you know, do Joanna and Anthony you know live on happily ever after? Right. You know, with Toby, Toby. Well, you know, was born in a workhouse and worked under Pirelli and then, you know, was pretty much adopted by Miss Lovett. So he, he doesn't have a life. He doesn't have a family or a home or anything at this point. So he's going back to the workhouse. I had a theory. Okay. Toby. Now, I know it's harder for children back in these, excuse me, in these older times, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, of scurvy or whatever. Well, I just meant, you know, adults taking you seriously and whatnot. Sure. Um, so maybe Toby 
you know, takes the remaining bodies and grinds them up, you know, because his meat pie business is booming. And uh, maybe he just makes the remainder of meat pies that he can make, uh, you know, and runs the business. And, oh, where's Mrs. Lovett, young chap? Yeah. And he's oh, she's on holiday or some shit like that, right? Yeah. And he just keeps selling the pies and he runs the business till he's out of meat. And then he just, you know. Well, the, the business would be doing better off then, so he'd be able to start buying regular meat. Well, okay, he could go maintain. <laughs> go legitimate. Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe he does go legit. And, uh, okay, yeah, we'll change it up. Yeah, he goes legit. <laughs> and then people keep asking, and he's just like, oh, she's fallen ill. She's gone to visit her mother in Croatia or something. She's retired by the sea. Retired by the sea with, with Mr. Todd. Um, yeah. So yeah. maybe maybe he just you know. So it's it's coming back to me now. One of the things I think I do remember reading was that in the in the 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 play, um, is that um after all of that happens, that um Toby is still in shock and is found like grinding the meat down there by Anthony and Joanna. Once Anthony mm-hmm. comes back, I don't remember what happens after that as far as what they do with their lives, but I think I do remember reading that that is kind of how that after sequence went. Okay. So. He wouldn't have been able to hide it from them, at least. <laughs> sure. I do like the... I think when you end killing the main character, this person who's, who, in fairness, has lost sight of everything that he did value, mm-hmm. um, I think it's a fantastic way to end the movie. I mean, I like chaos. That's what life is, really. Oh, yeah. It's chaos, right? Nothing ever goes according to plan, per se, right? Yeah. So I think that's always a fantastic way to end a movie. For sure. Um, my next note was, I challenge you to a shave-off? Question mark? <laughs> I'll, sh- I'll shave right now. Swear to God. I don't know if I could use a razor, though. I've never used like a, a straight razor to yeah, shave, no, so I I'd, I'd be nervous. I would not. Yeah. Uh, and then the other note that would be next was, uh, what are the chances the guy that brought Sweeney Todd to London falls for his estranged daughter? Also, daughter, very trusting. Dude could be a psycho, but he's handsome and he keeps looking at me through the window and threats don't deter him. Sounds like a stalker, but we don't know what those are yet, so I love you. Yeah. Stranger Danger <laughs> wasn't really a thing yet, and I think the, the love at first sight and a little bit of escapism involved with that was, was you know still relevant in the way they tell a lot of stories from then. Um, well, and it's, that's a musical rule. Yeah, that's love fair too. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be love at first sight. Um, but what I do think is interesting is uh, with part of the stuff that is cut out for Joanna um, in the actual like play, uh, it's more so um, like Joanna is very confident that running away with Anthony is not the fix to her problems. Um, so she has a little bit more of like a spine and character of just a, I'm going to go run away with the pretty boy kind of thing. And it's more of a, we, this is not a magic fix it button. Uh, kind of thing so I, I i i hate that that is something that kind of gets lost out because it just makes her kind of this voiceless baseless character and just like a you know a, a, a trophy kind of thing for anthony to have something to do for a while um and for uh you know pretty much for todd to ignore completely because it, it hardly ever comes up um in, in yeah. any way that meaningfully matters but um well i think um i don't think it's completely lost just because i mean there is that point i mean <laughs> Most of the way, it's mostly lost, yeah. for sure. But just that, um, they kind of sprinkle it in there. They kind of, like, throw it in there, like, oh, yeah, we forgot. <laughs> uh, where she's talking to Anthony right before he goes, okay, I'm going to go get the carriage or whatever. 
And, you know, she's like, oh, the nightmares never go away. And like, I don't know. Now that you, I, I yeah. don't have the context you have. So I'm not trying to talk like I'm. No, no, you're you're right. They did have kind of that exchange where you're talking about like the ghosts and shadows, you know, leaving us or whatever. And she's like, they don't go away. They don't just disappear. Yes. So when you say this isn't a fic, that goes off my mind. Oh, there's the little connection. But yeah, for the most part. Yeah. But it it just seemed like, again, I didn't go through like the play to see, you know, how that's fleshed out. So I don't know, you know, to what extent we really lose that. But just that in reading some of the things that that was specifically called out. Um, it did feel like there was much more of a meaningful character behind her for that story um, that we just didn't get to see quite as much of. Sure. So. All right. Um, well, I got a uh, how creepy of a concept. I'll keep her till she grows up and then I'll marry her. Not what was said, but the basic concept's pretty much there. Yeah. I love that he was surprised about her being reluctant, as we talked about. And I love that the ugliest dude in town is like, hey, you're looking a little rough. So maybe you should, yeah. Maybe you should work on that, and the kid will want to marry you, which isn't a great. Whatever sense. his name is, he's like Beetle. the well. Whatever Zachary's name is, is like oh sure, is like such a like enemy villain like looking type of guy. Yeah. Like I hate to say that just because he just naturally like doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just I feel like anything he could appear in, as long as you give him like a mildly menacing attire, he just looks like a shit villain kind of thing. Um, and, yeah. and I like that you can have like a natural looking affinity to just look like you should be like a, like a pseudo villain or like a, a henchman pays well. It's gotta, it's gotta. Um, but I, I do just enjoy like how, uh, because that's kind of just the way he looks is that maybe it helps lean into those types of characters more. Mm. Um, just because the way he acts, he's, it just feels very gross and like laced in oil and, it's 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 just a really odd peculiar thing but it it was really fun just watching him like do any of his scenes just because they felt inherently villainous and then everything he did was very villainous yeah um it it worked really well what are you talking about he loves to do for his (laughs) friends and neighbors oh sure sure (laughs) just poison slipping through his tongue as you say and all that yeah uh, also, if you see a guy singing and dancing with a meat cleaver inside of a food establishment, call someone. Call someone. Stop. Get him. <laughs> um, I got to say, though, so with this being a, a Tim Burton film, yeah. um, this was extremely, uh, like, you know, dark and black and gray, uh, color palette-wise, mm-hmm. compared to a lot of the other stuff he does. Um, but I really do appreciate, once we get to... Uh, there's there's two sequences where they actually bother to have, like regular color i guess Mm -hmm. so we have the flashback that todd does back to him and his wife and his daughter and that seemed like it was very like this like blooming you know really bright uh, almost like pastel color palette everything was very pretty you know life was still good at the time so i really like the way that we do that high contrast of you know everything is shit now the world itself is shit not just todd but the world itself is shit because of you know what's now different from the past when everything is bright beautiful so I love just that color palette and just that framing in general. That's different between those two. Yeah. And then when it's Miss Lovett's fantasy about the future, I That's think that true. it's it's the same thing but in a different way. We get those like classic Tim Burton you know, colors and contrast going on. Um, and, and I think that really works well to kind of both her warped perception and understanding of what a good future is going to look like, whereas what Todd had was real. And we had more realistic lighting and colors in his flashback of, you know, what was good. Um, and then Miss Lovett's, you know, kind of looking ahead to what the future could be in kind of that fantasy sequence. Um, it's not that. It's these, like, kind of weird warped colors. They're still kind of like that 
darker tone to it. And obviously, Todd is not having a fun time. So I, I kind of took it two ways of her warped perception yeah. um, is, you know, being mirrored by that color palette just being kind of off and not natural, um, as well as it being a not the future that Todd wants. Um, so because there's that clash of the perfect world and then it not being a future Todd wants that it's their combination that's kind of causing that mm. color differentiation. And that's, you know, reading too much into it. But that's the thought that kind of carries me through that and makes me really enjoy, um, you know, kind of seeing those two scenes um, that are just abnormally colorful compared to everything else. And they're all the past or the future because mm. everything now is shit. Yeah. And we can only look forward to better things or think back on when things were good. And I kind of like that thought. Well, off of that note, I have one that I feel like pretty much fits. Sure. So, take you on a little ride here, but I I'll promise it's getting back to that point. Sure. So, logistically, I don't know how many people you can kill without arousing some suspicion. Businesses are often based on referrals, <laughs> word of mouth, and if those mouths are being eaten... You know, especially back in that time, right? Yep. You know, you don't have advertising, really, unless you can stand outside your shop and be like, hey, come get your haircut here. Yeah. I don't know. I think kicking Pirelli's ass uh, in the beginning was all that advertisement, right? And I said, for example, no one would miss that Pirelli dude. Miss is probably a strong word, but wouldn't they wonder? You know, like, hey, whatever happened to that goofy fuck with the brightly colored clothes that would... You know, stand out, by the way, because everyone more or less was done up to look dead in this movie. I'm the only guy with an Italian but, accent. <laughs> but, you know, he'd like break out into song in public and have random shaving competitions. And we all watched for some reason, which was weird because that's not really a thing. But, yeah, he sold his own piss and he made that kid working for him in the wig pedal it. It seems like ever since that weird depressed guy got into town and beat him in the shaving competition, everyone's been singing a lot. But yeah, the kid works for the meat pie lady that totally wants to bone the sad guy. And, you know, no one bought her pies before, but now that depressed guy's working for her, uh, you know, everyone's singing and some of my friends have gone missing and her pies are the bomb. <laughs> Probably unrelated. Anyway, they're hanging a kid in the middle of town square <laughs> today. You want to go? <laughs> oh, that poor kid. <laughs> oh, that is too good. So, yeah. No, no, that's, that's a good point. <clears throat> Uh, last major one I had was was kind of just a thought that we touched on a little bit here, but is everybody in this movie a villain? So we got Judge Turpin. Obviously, he's very corrupt. He's doing bad things. He wants to. He already sent Todd away, um, so he could go try and get with his wife, um, which it, uh, seemingly he raped her at that party. That's is what I was picking up. The message up on, I got, right? yeah. So so he seemingly rapes Todd's wife. Um, she tries to poison herself unsuccessfully um, and is kind of a crazy person, um, which, you know, a little bit of a villain. You're not making yourself able-bodied to take care of your, your one-year-old child. If I, we could logistically go into that. Sure. Was Turpin just so, like, I mean, was he encapsulated with beauty and when she ruined herself with arsenic, was he just no longer interested well is there nothing to do with her like why is so she took the arsenic but like it it, it messed up her brain right so that's okay. what like pretty much caused like her mental disorders and stuff so the personality we pretty much see of the old woman uh-huh. is what the aftermath was of because she was like bedridden wouldn't talk do anything for like a couple of months they said after she took the arsenic okay and then like the mental disorder just really kicked in with whatever it did to her brain after taking it so he just he, you you can't be married to a crazy lady. 
So he likely sent her away to like the Fogs Asylum for a while, and then maybe they got rid of her at some point. Um, you know, so she would have been just the most damaged person, you know, after a couple of years. So she gave Turpin a boner, and then once she was ugly, he didn't care about her anymore. Pretty much. Well, I think it was more of a once Shallow. she once uh, she couldn't he couldn't be seen with her. Sure. Uh, and you know, I'm sure once rumors started to spread around, be like, oh yeah, he's got an invalid at home that he you know bangs sometimes, and also their daughter. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it probably just looks bad rather than a, oh, the loving Judge Turpin took in the poor baby child of this woman who went crazy and, and they raped that apartment. And he's going to bang her now because this is London. That's how we do London, baby. That's how we do it in London. That's how we do it in London. <laughs> From London with love and mild and chest. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Turpin's garbage. I, I I I feel a little bit that I think uh, was it. Lucy was the wife's name. I think so. Yeah, sounds right. Um, you know, I I I, I kind of blame her a little bit. You know, not not being there for your kid and just saying like, hey, that, this guy who's willing to rape me. Yeah, that's good enough to raise my kid. Um, there there was a judgment call made at some point there, even though she was you know damaged beyond repair at that point. Um, it well, it yeah. it was a bad bad place to be in. Yeah. Uh, Beetle obviously sucks. Um, love it. Manipulative, willing to cook people, murder people, all just for her own personal success and trying to manipulate Todd into whatever she wanted. Well, uh, I mean, just meat these days. It's hard to get. You know? It is hard to get by. That's yeah. why she was cooking cats. Yeah. Which I have to imagine. Well, like, I thought that was her competitor. Huh? I thought that was her competitor. Was cooking cats. Well, where else was she getting the meat? I thought it was just bad meat. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> After um, this, you want to go get some pussy pie? I would love some pussy pie. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, yeah, Todd uh, obviously originally started off as a understandable revenge plot, um, and then once uh, Love It kind of got the hooks into him, mm-hmm. um, that's when he started aimlessly killing. Right? Yes. It was it was without focus, and I feel like that's where it started to be where Todd became a villain. I feel like if he could have been loyal to the revenge plot, um, you know, just getting Joanna and figuring something out from there, that would have been enough to say like he was the you know. Not a villain in this, I guess, but just taking his revenge and getting his family back. Um, but as soon as he started just killing random people just for for what? Just just to keep the charade going and making it a little bit easier to get the judge later. Um, he, I just feel like he lost sight of, of why he was there and probably why he ended up being a little dejected in uh, uh, Lovett's fantasy. But um, Anthony... Also, maybe a little bit of a villain because he just finds this hot girl in the window and is singing at her and is like, hey, let's get out of here. I'm going to kidnap you a little bit and we're going to run away together and they'll never find us. Um, so really, the only two innocent people are Toby and Joanna. And even Toby turns in a little bit of a murderer. <laughs> well, he had to. Sure. He, he had to take care of Todd because he was already getting, you know, concerned and, yeah. uh, you know, his, 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 his alarm bells were going off. Yeah. He has to do a despicable act. Yeah. I guess it is shameful that, <laughs> like, we have to make the kid do a thing that's bad. And, sure. like, that's the conclusion. And, and that's why I think it's a little bit more impactful that, um, you know, in the play they say, like, Anthony and Joanna found him. And he's just, like, you know, in shock, still grinding the meat and stuff. Yeah. Um, because, you know, children in shock is just a, a thing. that You know, they can't process that information. So he's going to a a task that keeps his brain moving, his body moving, and, you know, the the damage is done there. So, you know, does that turn him into Sweeney Todd V2? Mm. Uh, you know, a couple years down the line, what's that impact? But Yeah. 
No, I, I would say everyone is definitely a villain. Um, Todd might have already been a villain, despite his justified um, revenge plot. He, um, <clears throat> like, remember when he's he's like, hey, Beetle hasn't come yet. You know, he's bitching to love it about. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's issue. Tuesday. He said he'd be here by weeks out. Yeah. And uh, she said, like, oh, well, Anthony's the throat to slit, you know, if you're really hurting for some. Yeah. <laughs> However she does it, right? So it seems like he's just got kind of the thirst for for blood, yeah. you know, so that maybe um, his years in prison and the the yearning for revenge has maybe just turned him into a bit of a psycho in general. Yeah. Let's talk about the prison system. <laughs> <laughs> let's not talk about the prison no, system. Let's not. I'm not qualified at all. Oh, 100%. I'm not either. Um, yeah. No, totally. Um I think he has some good questions, and if I read through the rest of my notes, we're just kind of being redundant a little bit. Yeah. Um, are there any more that I liked that were funny? Um, not really. Oh, there's a sequence where um, he finally, I said, he just kills the hobo lady in a flash, kind of comical. Looked like his wife a little, possible twist coming, which I was very proud of myself for getting right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said he finally gets his man because he kills Turpin and then three comments in a row oh shit he's about to kill his daughter oh shit I guess the wife thing right oh shit he threw her in the furnace <laughs> baller move <laughs> man was that not the coolest thing though yeah and then it's all three family members were in the same room at one point very interesting uh, and then the next note was oh shit Toby's a G uh, and then you kind of covered it like we have the question of, like, do the daughter and the dopey ship captain live happily ever after? And then kind of unsatisfactory end for Todd. He killed his man. Of course, he finds out he was betrayed all along. He thought he was one using her, but he was being used. Never got to see his daughter knowingly. Mm-hmm. And he killed his wife. So, uh, yeah, we talked about, how, you know, that whole plot concept. Um, so, yeah. I mean, unless there's anything else you want to cover, I think no. we kind of we We definitely got to it. with my discussion points, so yeah. it was a good time. Any closing comments? I concerns? would say that uh, there's another uh, musical <laughs> called The Repo Man. Okay. It's it's a rock opera kind of thing. It is much worse than this, mm. but it is one I still like. Mm. Um, and I may make you watch it, maybe not for the pod, because I don't think it's I don't think it's good enough for a pod. No. But it is one that I watched a long time ago, um, and I was like, okay, this is like just odd enough that it's kind of cool, but it is very musically and like really cringy throughout. Sure. So I might, I might try to trick you into watching that at some point. <laughs> All right. All right, well, thanks for listening, watching. Uh, subscribe on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, um, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, emails, consecrates, hotlineyahoo.com, questions, concerns, insults, whatever you want. Uh, thank you. Bye.